Greetings and welcome to St. Dominic's Weekly. This is Father Michael. Wonderful Lenten extravaganza for you today. Father Isaiah hits us with three segments. The first is celebrating the Feast of the Week. So the Feast of the Week is, as I like to put it, Pete's seat, the chair of St. Peter, which is not just a celebration of a piece of furniture as much as a deep insight into the heart of the church. And so we'll learn what's so important about celebrating this chair in every way. Second segment has to do with the origins, the history, including of our own St. Dominic's, of the devotion stations of the cross. Learn about where it came from and perhaps a little bit of the story time on what's impactful as we pray the stations of the cross, which leads to the third segment, which is spiritual life advice backed by popular demand. (laughs) Father Isaiah and I indeed break down a a particular question asked. And today's topic is on fasting. Do you want to know the top three tips on how to fast? Well, stay tuned. That comes at uh, the very end of the show. If you will, pro-life hacks for how we can fast, do it well, and do it with that sense of richness of God's blessing in our lives. So whether you're on the go or taking it slow, many, many blessings as you enjoy today's show. Greetings and welcome back to St. Dominic's Weekly. Father Isaiah over here, Father Michael over there. Am I too excited that the weekend is already upon us for uh, the, I don't say cessation of, but just for a little Lenten break already. It hasn't even been <laughs> It's, it's been days. less than 100 hours. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> That's true. How many hours? At the, at the time of this recording, we're still under 100 hours since yes. Ash Wednesday. I can actually, I've, I actually, this is terrible right now. You can probably. Yeah, this is great radio. This is great radio, but I'm, I'm, I'm searching to, what, what's my find? It's been 92 hours and 50 minutes. Since uh, since that one, since, yeah. Since, but here we are. Can, our, I've been keeping. Uh, not that I've been. Not that I've been keeping track. I just <laughs> happened to hit my 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 timer there. Um, so yeah. So we're we're, we're here, and we've got. Uh, I think we've got a, got a great Lenten. Um, uh, podcast for you today, different segments. Father Isaiah, we we, mm-hmm. we've, we said for Lent, your Lenten penance, not really a penance, but a, a Lenten exercise mm-hmm. is for you to come up with the segments yeah. uh, for the for the podcast. That was our little, you know, how we trained the thing. So I'm, I'm, I'm leaving it to you. Start us off. What's our, what's our first segment look like? What are we doing today? Well, talking about Lenten penances. Yeah. Hmm. Um, actually, we're talking about Lenten breaks. I would rather talk about Lenten breaks. Okay. About like the very fact that on Monday, the mm-hmm. 22nd of February, so 222, we are celebrating the Feast of the Chair of St. Peter. Um, it's it's kind of a weird feast, right? Because like um, like John the Baptist, St. Paul, Bap- Paul, and St. Peter, they all have two feast days in the liturgical year. And this is the time where we're celebrating uh, the second feast of the first pope of St. Peter. Uh, nice, and I—you've just when you said that two twenty-two. I'm thinking next year is going to be a big 222, year. Two twenty-two, twenty-two. Yeah, two twenty-two, <laughs> twenty-two. So this year is still on two twenty-two, twenty-one. Ah, oh well. <laughs> although, is- although last year it was—I remember preaching about this. It was o two, two 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 o. Right. So yeah. it's, it's 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 one of the one of the rare days for for palindromic kind of calendaring. <laughs> That's a Jeopardy word. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but but yeah, the chair of St. Peter. Why 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 do Catholics worship furniture? I know. I mean, the first time when I encountered the feast of St. Peter, yeah. I was you know, in undergrad and just starting to get into the faith. Yeah. And the image I had in my head was uh, of a lawn chair with tinsel on it and a confetti thing. It's like, where are we celebrating in chair, right? Uh, it's, yeah. Uh, 
<laughs> I was thinking about it's confusing. Like, yes, it's a yeah, little confusing. It's a little confusing. So what, what what would you what would you say now after this? So what's our what's this segment called by the way? Um, Saint of the week. Oh, Saint of the week. Okay, yeah. so it's it's Pete's seat. Pete seat. <laughs> <All right>. <laughs> <laughs> so really? tell me about Pete seat. What have you? What, what, what would you tell someone now? Acknowledge the confusion, or at least acknowledge uh, the confusion, but also the very fact that the the seat as such. I mean, it's it manifests the charism of unity that we have mm. in the Catholic faith, right? So it upon this seat um, that the first pope. Uh-huh. And they have that apostolic lineage. Uh, pope Francis, I mean, is you know, is the uh, has an apostolic lineage going all the way back to Peter himself. You know, that charism of unity of us, the one church founded by Christ himself. Yeah. Now, do, do you know much about the seat itself? Like I'm going like, to presume it's made out of wood. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think so. Yeah. No, I've, I've actually seen it in 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 Rome. Yeah. It's you know it's in that kind of baldacchino. Right. Uh, yeah. I, I think it's uh, Bernini had has Bernini this, had, and then the four doctors of the church kind of flanking the the seat itself. Very just. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. But but I know that there there's certainly you know they who knows where, where that I mean it's it's the feast itself is very ancient for the reason you mentioned right. that apostolic origins the celebration of the unity of the church in mm-hmm. the different uh, connectivity that the apostles have with Christ through Peter to one another. Mm-hmm. And yet there, there's, there's always, it's always been connected to this physical object as, yeah. as, as well. Mm-hmm. I know Pope Benedict, when he was uh, talking about it, kind of distanced the kind of the relic, if you will, from the uh, as he treated it some more symbolically right. than like authentically actually from the time of mm-hmm. of, of of Peter necessarily. Yeah. And it's probably a little bit older than than that, but but the, they started this is fourth century yeah. feast day, so I'm sure that I'm sure there's I'm sure that some old growth wood that they've got going yeah, there, oak exactly, that they yeah. got that they've got there, and it's been repaired over the years and things of like course, that. Yeah. But yeah, you when you're talking about it, to me, first of all the. The point I always like to make is that our faith is is a very human, yes. visceral, concrete, mm-hmm. right? right. Mm-hmm. And so we, as Catholics, we embrace stuff. <laughs> yeah, we do. Yeah, <laughs> right. right. Mm-hmm. And so Pete seat means that it's not just a symbol, but there's some kind of anchor to that. So there's some yeah. kind of relic. There's some mm-hmm. kind of there there. Yeah, there's and a there there, and it, and it goes back to the very theology of relics as such. Yeah, need to expand that. That you know, we have a relic of Saint Jude. Yeah. I mean, it's an actual historical part of this apostle that really did that God did miraculous things through him. And same with the the chair of Saint Peter. Um, we we remember. Mm-hmm. We're allowed to remember in our collective memory as a church of our our vertical as well as our horizontal unity with the church. Yeah, and also a, a chair. Just think of what do you use a chair for? You said yeah, to sit. You said it's a seat. <laughs> it's a seat. Um, but it, 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 especially in ancient times, had the connotation of a place of uh, teaching authority. Right. Mm-hmm. So uh, uh, the preacher or the teacher. Unlike today, where most preaching and teaching happens is standing, you get yep. a little flow. Nowadays, yeah. Now, it, it, there, if you kind of take the seat of Moses, for example, in the right. Old Testament, when Moses wanted to pronounce something, he would sit at on the on on the chair, mm-hmm. so to speak. Yeah. Um, and so there's delineated uh, certainly that sense of unity you spoke about, but mm-hmm. also the the authority right. that when Peter speaks on his chair, <laughs> he yeah. speaks for Christ. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Um, now, once again, it's not as if 
that's the same self same chair that that right. Pope Francis it's, doesn't yeah. doesn't clamber up and get on that little wooden chair when he yeah, wants yeah, to say exactly, something. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, But it's the idea that that was that is a an office or a charism, a blessing of the office mm-hmm. that's been passed down through Peter. Right. So, uh, and it's interesting. You think of other churches. And particular people will get like new revelations or God will mm-hmm. speak to them in some yeah. way. And they're telling the very famously the Church of Latter-day Saints, you know, the, yeah. they're, they're, uh, they had a kind of a revelation that, you know, all of a sudden it was okay, you know, not to be polygamous or right. to let African-Americans into the church or yes. things like they had these yeah. kind of a change in the church. The Catholic church is one church and, and that sense of revelation, there's nothing new that's going to be revealed for mm-hmm. our salvation, yeah. but Christ continued to speak to both, uh, how to put it, confirm the faith mm-hmm. and to allow the faith in its organic development for whatever time and place in history yeah. is going to bring the core of salvation to bear through Christ's love. You yeah. need some kind of hierarchical or some mm-hmm. kind of principle of organization. Yeah. As I often say, you know what the opposite to organized religion is? Disorganized okay. religion. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right? There's no such thing as religion without organization. Yeah. There's no yeah. such thing as connection with God without some principle of organizational hierarchy. We're social creatures, right? So Absolutely. we're going to be brought into a body, an organization of one sort or another. Yeah. yeah. A direct personal relation, uh, kind of individual relationship from God is just as fanciful or weak as deciding you could just, you know, live alone in isolation in, 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 uh, in sequesterment for the rest of your life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. I mean, I mean, yeah. I mean, it's, it's actually, I mean, it's, it's, it's been, uh, the, uh, isolating people in prisons just mm-hmm. by themselves kind of in the, yeah. is for extended period of times is in many States just not allowed because it's, it's inhumane treatment, yeah. right? That you mm-hmm. have some kind of social kind of connection, at least for, for some amount uh, of time. And so <laughs> to think that you could, how to say live and I have a relation with God in isolation from others is fanciful. Yeah, <laughs> it's ridiculous. Yeah. And so there's always going to be connection. There's mm-hmm. always going to be community. Right. And whenever you have your community, you have to have organization when you have right. an organization. So, so one of the biggest lies is oh, I'm not a big fan of organized religion. What right. I say is you don't believe in God. You can't believe in God. Yeah. And they're like, no, no, I'm spiritual. Okay, what is that spiritual? Well, God and then others. And I'm like, well, it's real. It's with community now. Now there's a, oh, we'll all just kind of, we're all like searching to God together. Well, there's yeah. going to be someone who has insight and they, yeah. you can't just accompany all on the same level. There's got to be some ministry of God's blessing mm-hmm. through you or through others. Well, now, yeah. now you've got order. Now you've got hierarchy. It might not yeah. be exactly the hierarchy that Christ himself founded, <laughs> yeah. but there's going to be something. <laughs> yeah. Or the hierarchy you even want. Yeah, right. exactly. Right. Yeah. Exactly. So. so, so yeah. So the chair of Peter is a is a wonderful reminder, as you say, to us of that unity mm-hmm. that we have across time, cultures, places. That Christ continued to speak as he is faithful to his promise to Peter that you're the rock. Yeah. And I'm going to build my church upon you. And they chair that place of authoritative, as it's called, magisterium. Yeah. Resides. Yeah, yeah. Resides in that role of. Uh, the vicar of Christ as the bishop of Rome, mm-hmm. not just being bishop of Rome, but being the source of unity and teaching for all of the church who are united mm-hmm. with Rome. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so. so you've got you've got that, and then this is where the word uh, cathedral comes from. It's yeah. the place of the, the cathedral. Chair. The, yeah. Do you know that? Well, do you know that the Pope's cathedral? This is the trivia. Oh, yeah. yeah. 
This is not the piece of Catholic yeah. trivia. It's not St. Peter's in Rome. It's not St. Peter's. It's St. John they, Lateran. Yeah. Exactly. It's the Lateran. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. So it's, it's all the Vatican in a sense of St. Peter's. A natural thought. A natural thought. Yeah. But it's, it's not. It's actually, it's actually his, it's his, his church, his, his, local, his local church. Although the Lateran is huge too. I mean, the Lateran is, it's a little east of that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's a, it's a, it's a, you know, the thing that I remember about the Lateran, well, there's lots of different things, but one, the doors are made out of the old Senate doors of Rome. That's right. I forgot. Um, um, which yeah. is really cool because it's that idea that, um, you know, the, that f- symbol for the, the Roman Empire of yeah. justice and integrity and the best of, if you will, Roman virtue has been transformed and, if you will, sacramentalized yeah. into now <laughs> the best of God's grace that ennobles those yeah. that kind of Roman virtue and the justice and that sense of um, adjudication and making you know law. I mean, Roman right. Romans gave us law, you know, in mm-hmm. terms of the worldwide impact. There. Mm-hmm. In terms of that, and so that sense of God's law, and now yeah. you welcome welcomes uh, welcomes those who enter into that church. And the other is that the just the architecturally, the uh, the church is held up by pillars of the apostles. Yeah. So all the all yeah. the all, all the all the pillars are different or the one of the twelve. Yeah, 12 big that's pillars. right. Yeah. So it's really yeah. kind of cool. And you're like, oh, you're trying to figure out who's who, and yeah, <laughs> just architecturally speaks to the twelve as being that original mm. um, group of folks that the Lord sent to to preach His word. Yeah, I wanted to actually count and see who was who when I was there, but there was mass going on, so oh. it felt kind of sketchy. So I found Andrew, who's one nice. of my boys. So nice. Like, right. so, How did you know it was Andrew? The X Cross. There you yeah, go. The original X Man. <laughs> the original X Man. I like it. Yeah, so. <laughs> Andrew, yeah, crucified, kind of in that in that yeah. orientation. Of the the, the St. Andrew's Cross. So, see to Pete. And so see? Monday is so is Monday a Lenten day? Will you be fasting, Father Isaiah? Now it is a feast day, right? It is a <laughs> so, feast day. That's so, like, yeah. a, so the question you're asking is, am I going to observe it? Yeah. Yeah. So here goes back to that ancient argument yeah. of, uh, what, how does Sunday <laughs> track into your Lenten penances? That's right. <laughs> well, I'm waiting. <laughs> so going on to our next section. <laughs> What's our next segment? Got it. Our next segment is, is. Catholic trivia. Let's talk about the Stations of the Cross. Uh, right. <laughs> stations of the Cross. <laughs> so, to, tell me about Station. What do you got for me? What's it, lay it on me. What's What are you thinking here? Okay. So okay. So let's go history first. Okay. And then second of all, let's go through uh, community history. So okay. I want to talk about history, history first in so far that this is a Franciscan devotion. That here is St. Francis of Assisi, once again, um, the same thing as he did with the creche, mm-hmm. um, that he really wanted to bring out and illuminate the incarna- incarnation um, of the Son of God. Um, and as they did with the, f- with the creche, he does with the Stations of the Cross of actually depicting um, these, uh, these 14 moments of the Passion um, so that we can re- visually see that um, in a very dramatic way for our own edification and our own ponderance about that beautiful Good Friday. Yeah, no, and I, I love how you connected there. I mean, you kind of you could make it a question, right? A trivia question, like, like, what's the relationship between the between Christmas and Good Friday, right? <laughs> right? Yeah. And it's it's the the devotional aspect of of Saint Francis, and yeah. that just as he wanted to bring Christmas alive through living crashes and yeah. through crashes we have in a church, so too to bring alive. Good Friday, as if you will, the culmination of Jesus's birth. That is, it's the reason he came to give his life for us. And so Christmas and Good Friday are, if you will, 
twin celebrate like two sides of the same coin. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I love how I don't know if you uh, Fulton Sheen, uh, mm. venerable, used oh, to say, gosh. you know, everyone who has ever been born was born to live, mm. except for Christ, who was born to die. Yeah. And, and I was like, wow, it's <laughs> just yeah. like, you had a good way of putting it. Yeah. And so connecting that sense of, of Christmas and Good Friday, especially with the Stations of the Crosses of Franciscan, uh, certainly think so. The, and the idea here is just as you, there were thousands of pilgrims, you know, traveled to the Holy Land of Bethlehem to see the place where Jesus mm-hmm. was born. And yet that kind of leaves out those who can't get there, you yeah. know, to bring that moment alive, kind of do it yourself, right? And bring it yeah. alive. So the Stations of the Cross, that um, Via Dolorosa, that is, uh, and they're, they're, they're in Old, old Town Jerusalem, mm-hmm. that actual way you can travel yeah. is represented then in yeah. churches and in other areas of uh, on church property or just other, I don't know if you've been to stations outside of a church context, but some mm-hmm. of them can be very uh, beautiful. I yeah. know, I know in the, the, uh, the college I attended there, there's some beautiful stations that oh, went kind of yeah. into, in, in kind of the, uh, the down below area, which was this kind of, uh, kind of Hacienda area in Southern California. Oh, right. Yeah. Or, or back East. When I was back East, I remember on a good Friday doing that at the shrine. There's a, yeah. there's a shrine that's there. I don't, do, do you visit the shrine on good Friday? Yeah. I, re- I remember if it seems, yeah. yeah it was, where they just it have, just, it's walk, it's a big walkway, yeah, right? It's, so it's. It's a nice walk. Yeah. <laughs> it is. I remember doing it with uh, some of the other Dominicans. Just, actually, two of us, I think, went over there just to just to kind of pray. And it was mm-hmm. it was uh, it wasn't our formal time for stations in the house. But it was in kind of sometime um, maybe early morning or mid morning. Yeah. So we go over there and we start just you know we're in our, our of course our kappas as as is our one on Good Friday, mm-hmm. and we start just privately kind of started on the first station right. and it's like well by the third station <laughs> we had, i know where this is going <laughs> we, we had we had you know 10 people crowded yeah. around How and big then was the that next crowd by station the next 12 crowd, yeah, yeah by the by station 12 we, we literally had like i and yeah. by 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 the third or fourth station we started like just you know kind of naming you know staying the station out loud and making mm-hmm. it more of a we we didn't have any yeah, you didn't have the pamphlets. Yeah, we didn't have any pamphlets just, or anything, so we were just like taking a moment. So we just, we just, I, you know, we adore your Christ and we bless you. Name the station. Yeah. Just, I'd give just like a literally a three second little reflection. Yeah. Reflection. We just pause. We'd yeah. say an, an Our Father, a Hail Mary, and Glory be, and we wow. just go to the next Oof. station. And, and we knew we knew the uh, the Stabat Mater, so we yeah. chanted that nice. um, in, in between. Uh, so, so anyway, That's that was a beautiful a, moment. Yeah, yeah. So we went, we went to kind of, kind of, uh, just do it personally, just devotionally yeah. and ended up with a little bit of a, a, a paraliturgy yeah. on our hands. Well, going back to the earlier point with yeah. Pete Seed of like, we yeah. can never, I mean, prayer is not a lonely exercise yes. either, right? That's so, right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So St. Francis has, so it used to be, I think when it was kind of came, it was, I think uh, the churches could officially kind of put erect stations within yeah. there churches sometime in the middle ages um mm-hmm. and i think until the uh, last 200 years maybe it had yeah. to be blessed or erected mm-hmm. by a franciscan yeah in the same way only a dominican could bless a rosary right mm-hmm. <laughs> right yeah only a franciscan could erect uh, you know a stations of the cross because they had the kind of care and custody right. of that devotion of yeah uh, but now now and obviously any church mm-hmm. can do it and can be blessed in any ways do you know the history of our stations here at saint dominic's i was actually going to ask you oh about okay this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah um because like i mean they're it's one of the most beautiful sets i prayed with um, yeah but um but um we were talking about off- offline about this yeah. that these stations that are actually in the church building mm-hmm. right now they've been 
They've been with us for the second church. Yeah, this is, so we have or the we, first. What? Well, because they so go we, back. They, they go back for sure. And the I think the the idea is that in the church uh, present, they wanted to basically keep the remnants of the, the first. The first church was destroyed in the earthquake, and yeah. then there was a second kind of uh, temporary mm-hmm. uh, church that was big, but not big enough. And so that was just yeah. that was just torn down. So the stations, I understand it, came about for the very first church. I don't okay. know if they were ever erected, but in the second church, they were put placed in there because the second church was a little bit bigger. Okay. Um, yeah. But once again, it wasn't as big as, it wasn't big enough for the need. And yeah. so there was, and then you have in the, of course, in, in, uh, in the thirties when this the church was, was installed or mm-hmm. consecrated uh, yeah. and uh, given that sense of being the beautiful St. Dominic it right. is with the, with the, uh, the appointment of, of all of uh, the different devotional Kind of things. Uh, mm-hmm. That's when the stations were once again re-erected and blessed. And so, yeah, they they go, but they're not. They weren't made for this church, but they certainly fit beautifully they within the church. Yeah, they do. <laughs> no, you know, and uh, you have to think that that's how. I mean, they they kind of built the wall. I mean, they kind of had that in mind yeah. as they're kind of above the confessionals and the yeah. beautiful woodworking that's there. So, oh, yeah. so yeah, so Lent is a, a time you can come pretty much any time of day, even during COVID and there'll be, you know, there's folks in the church and mm-hmm. you, you know, you just have little worship aids out or little um, stations of the cross booklets yeah. out there and people make their way around there. We turn the lights on for the stations exactly. in a particular yeah. way. Yeah. Um, the way we're doing stations for the whole group, at least at this point right. is, is still online. We have our, our, our wonderful friends in Christ group that yeah. took have photos of all the stations yeah. from when we've done them in previous yeah. years. So, yeah. and then along with the prayers on one side, you have an image of in previous years different people yeah. leading the stations or yeah. or kind of like stopping at all the stations. So you still you get as as best as you can a kind of virtual <laughs> connection. They did with a the really church. good job. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. it was fantastic. And yeah, they have can, to stop at Mater. It's just. Yep. Lovely. It's, it yeah. is. It's 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 a lovely lovely moment to share with. But but we look forward to the day when we can just, we can all pack in there again and and, and, the, and the the virus is behind us, God willing. But yeah, stations are a powerful way to bring Christ's death alive for us mm-hmm. in a very human, visceral, material kind of way. I, I don't know did, when you were in. Were you have you ever been to the Holy Land? No, not yet. No. So the so the I, one of the experiences of going there, of course, is doing Stations of the Cross, and the Franciscans wow. lead it. Of course they do. <laughs> and I just, I just, I just remember because they have care of all of the holy sites. Yeah. Certainly, there are particular you know moments that are that are that are um, engaging, including when you go into the place where Jesus was crucified on Calvary. But what I remember was just the the visceral nature of it. Like it's there were people. You know, the little tiendas and people selling things. I mean, they're 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 yeah. functioning streets still, and and I I hadn't really put together or thought much of when Jesus was crucified. It's not like everyone took the day off and it was just some solemn percent. Like it wasn't no. like a, this. It was like business was being done. You know, oh this stuff gosh. was being sold. Things yeah. were being traded. Oh my like, gosh! You know, just all the you know, <laughs> put taking out the garbage. Someone was like taking out the garbage and crossed uh, across this. You know. This group of Roman soldiers taking this, taking these, you know, uh, condemned men to die. So it's just kind of like there was the ordinariness of the daily hustle and bustle, and that happens to this day. Yeah. Now the the the, the kind of the there's kind of a, an expectation that you know the there's the beginning of the station, so people kind of know and they gather. But the particular day, what what struck me too was not just the normal hustle and bustle in the streets, but that you have, and I think I described this before. 
but the orientation of the city is, is in four quadrants. And so right. there's a, a Jewish quarter, uh, kind of the uh, Catholic quarter, the Armenian quarter, um, and kind of, if you will, the Muslim quarter. So you've got, mm. you've got these kind of uh, <laughs> different regions. And so to, to just kind of make it easier for the listener <laughs> to, to envision, <laughs> if, you, if you draw straight, straight uh, from the top of the page to the bottom of the page, that's the Stations of the Cross. Well, yeah. going exactly opposite to that, and maybe a little bit more left to right, you've got on Friday afternoon, oh. all the Jewish folks yeah. clamoring back to their quarter mm-hmm. in order to do what? In order to get ready for the Sabbath, Sabbath because yeah. once the sun goes down on Friday, especially in Jerusalem and yeah. all Jerusalem, no work is done. A lot of Orthodox right. Jews there where you just, you don't do anything. Yeah. So they're rushing in. home. They're rushing yeah. home. They're trying to beat the, <laughs> they're yeah. trying to. They're trying to beat the sun. Yeah. Beat the sun. Exactly. Yeah. They're, they're, it's, 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 think of commuter traffic, pedestrian commuter traffic. Oh, it, it, what pedestrian traffic would be for highway traffic at its height. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right? yeah. It was a hustle and bustle. And then at the same time, right about because that same time. Because it's Friday. Because it's Friday. Yeah. Everyone who is worshiping at the Dome of the Rock, the Muslims, mm-hmm. uh, are coming cr- kind of cross, not so they're kind of going up and down a little bit sideways. They're coming straight across both groups. Yeah. And as particularly at the time, there was some, uh, as, as often is in the Holy Land, some unrest because there had been some uh, violence in um, in the West Bank. And so there was, there were a lot of, there's a lot of anger in the air <laughs> between the Jew, yeah. kind of Jewish and, and, yeah. and, and Muslim kind of folks. So there was a lot of jostling. There was this kind of river of, of real, of religious confluence that was kind of, kind of emerging there. Oh, and I thought, how can I pray amidst all this hustle and bustle? And then I thought, this was like when Jesus was walking the cross. Yeah. It was hustle and bustle. It wasn't chaotic, like, yeah. yeah, it was chaotic. It was, it was, it was, it was, that's yeah. what it was. It wasn't, yeah. there's, there's the, so it, the realism, I guess, is, is right. really what struck me. Yeah. And so having been able to travel there, there was a, and so then bringing that back in my own mind was, as you do the stations, certainly there's not a lot of hustle and bustle in the church in that no. sense, no. but to just put yourself in that mind's eye of, especially I think the stations that I, that I like are the every, everyone's way of the cross yeah. where it that's talks, a very good, yeah. talks about kind of traveling with Christ and allowing Christ to, to kind of walk inviting Christ to be alongside with you and Christ mm-hmm. inviting you to be his second self. Right. Yeah. And so the, so talking about how in our daily life we face in different yeah. ways, analogously, all these different yeah. challenges of our life, the falling, the kind of getting up again, the, the yeah. finding people who help us, our, our Simons, mm-hmm. the Veronica's, yeah. those who uh, perhaps uh, <laughs> kick us <laughs> yeah. so that we stumble and we yeah. fall down. <laughs> those who condemn us, those who uh, are, are kind of not uh, cheering us on or right. feeling impeding or burdening us. Um, and then just that gift of self that we, we are called to give in our own kind mm-hmm. of crucifixion, even daily yeah. kind of deaths of, of, of that sacrificial offering of love that we're called to give is just comes alive in the station. So wow. great, great, uh, yeah. great Lenten practice. And frankly, it's, we do it during Lent, but something that uh, is good for every day of the year. I know I, mm-hmm. I, I, I like to do that. We've been doing uh, stations for friends in Christ. We've continued them even, even past there Lent. because yeah, yeah, exactly from, from last Lent. So, on a regular basis. So, so yeah, it's Stations of the Cross, which lead us to the final segment. I have no idea. What's the final segment? The final segment. Is it gonna, was that a segue or was it, is it going to segue easily? Is? Spiritual life advice. Oh, spiritual life advice. All right, here we go. So, Father Michael, I, and admittedly, this is, uh, I got this idea from your homily on Friday. Okay. Um, how do you fast good? 
How do you fast good? Was that my homily? <laughs> I can't remember. Tell That's me. That's what I heard remind, about it. Remind me what was my homily. <laughs> and ladies and gentlemen, I, this is how it is for all Dominicans. Like, what did uh, I preach about? What did I preach about again? <laughs> I, I've, I've given a, I've given a couple homies in between there. So remind me what, what, oh, what yeah, was, yeah, was yeah. the point? Busy, busy pastor. But <laughs> no. But um, what, one of the points, one of the very good points that yeah, what did I, you hear? What I heard. Yeah, what did you hear? What, you said, what did you hear? Yeah, exactly. What did you hear? Is that when when it comes to fasting, we have to negate something from us for our eventually for our own good, but the very fact that we have to fill it with God's grace or with a, a habit or an attitude or an activity that will actually benefit us for our own edification or holiness. So it's not only about negating, but it's also giving us something yeah. that would actually help us along the way to sainthood. Yeah, absolutely. And I I guess what I think, I, in fact, you mentioned this as, as picking up on the homily, but I actually had, because of our podcast last week, mm-hmm. we're talking about... <laughs> About, what? Well, no, just because I think your 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 practical advice on something was just the idea of like starting slow, and I was oh, like, no, yeah. we got to go. You got to go big. You got to go big. So I was talking about going going big versus kind of uh, we're going home. Yeah, yeah going home. <laughs> Shallow end versus deep end. Sure. How, yeah. What's more? What's more effective? Uh, and it got me thinking about the practicalities of fasting. First of all, I think we just have the name. It's it's not easy to fast. No. Right. Well, I mean, as you said, I mean, there is a type of. Part of today where fasting is incredibly easy. Yeah. When we're asleep. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I said, oh, fasting's easy when we're asleep. Yeah, exactly. Between noon, like <laughs> midnight and eight. Between, yeah, exactly. <laughs> whenever we go to bed and whenever we get up. <laughs> yeah, no. So, yeah, no, consciousness is not a, uh, perhaps a, a strategy that, that's going to help you survive. But, uh, but uh, you know, when, so yeah, when in doubt, take a nap, I guess. Is the, yeah. <laughs> so out there. If you're hungry, take a nap. No. Um, so, Spotify spiritual advice. There you Father go. Michael Fadar, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's so we got talking, and, and I thought, gosh, fasting is very much associated with Lent. I mean, anytime we talk about the only times I think we've talked about fasting um, is during Lent, yeah, right? Yeah. We haven't really talked about fasting outside. Of, and I, I honestly, I don't think I've ever given a homily about fasting outside of Lent. Outside of Lent. It's just, it's kind of a Lenten thing. Yeah. And it got me thinking, you know, fasting is just as critical to our spiritual life as prayer. Yes. As giving alms or, or, or giving of ourselves or the stewardship the that we have. The acts of mercy. Yeah, yeah absolutely. So it's, it's, we've, it feels like there's a disservice to the way we emphasize fasting so much in Lent. Mm-hmm. It just to the extent that it kind of then gets sequestered to those 40 days. Right. And outside those 40 days, it's like, oh yeah, whatever, you know. Go, kind of yeah, it's 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 just ordinary time, just kind of do what you want. But but a real spirit of fasting, attitude of fasting, should incorporate our whole of our yeah of our of our prayer life. So so I just I the the, the verse that comes to mind, the scripture that always comes to mind is the uh, is when the apostles are sent by Jesus to perform the works of healing mm-hmm. and of exorcism, casting out demons. They are first of all so they're excited but apprehensive. Right. They go out. They come back. And they make a report to Jesus and they say, yeah. hey, it was great. You know, we were able to heal yeah. in your name. We were able to teach in your name. We were able to cast out demons in your name, except a few demons. There was actually a whole group of demons we couldn't cast out. Well, well what did we do wrong? Yeah. And Jesus' response was, oh, this kind of um, bedevilment or darkness yeah. can only be cast out through prayer and through fasting. Through fasting. And you yeah. weren't fasting, so you're not going to be able to cast that out. Yeah. And so it's, I think I, so it's, it's a good reminder to, to, to me and to perhaps all of us that if there are particularly those 
I don't say addictions for sure, sure, but kind of those usual patterns of behavior that we just get frustrated with. Yeah. I'm like, ah, oh, man, I can't, I can't seem to get <laughs> to get my act together in this the area of in my our life. Soul, but, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, a good question to ask yourself is: Have I fasted about this thing? Yeah. Have I really said no to myself in very bodily, material ways, especially not around simply kind of weeding out bad things, but even kind of in a sense, uh, clearing the deck of, of some of the creature comforts and the comfort foods yeah. and the uh, junk stuff that, that yeah. that's not necessarily evil or something like that, but it just, yeah. it's not helpful. And it, it can get in the way of helping us to receive the blessing. We need to kind of, yeah. kind of break, break through a mm-hmm. little bit of a, a pattern of, of consistent uh, selfish behavior. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so then I just mentioned the two ways of doing that in terms of, especially if for the vices of gluttony and lust, it can be a game changer fasting. Uh, but just in general, that, that attitude that when we begin to fast, you, you have to, in a sense, uh, realize that it's not a, a goal in itself, but it's kind of supercharging yeah. <laughs> our prayer. It's kind of supercharging our activity. Mm-hmm. It's a, it kind of, a, it, it, it raises the ceiling on the potentiality. Yeah. And that's an important point because for many of us, I mean, myself included, Fasting is just something you have to just get through, right? Yeah. I mean, it's Friday, so I have to do this. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, no, but it actually is, as you said, it actually, um, what we were saying earlier of like, this is an embodiment of the prayer that we're offering to God. Yeah. And it, like like prayer, prayer. Sometimes we just, we're just saying words, right? We're just getting through it. <laughs> and fasting is the same moments, way, right? right? We're just kind of yeah. get through it or giving alms, just like you're writing a check or giving a donation, mm-hmm. you know, a weekly donation. And there's not, there's no um, a, a accompanying attitude that really yeah. enlivens it. So fasting, we can, we can go through all the motions on fasting, but, but perhaps not, uh, you know, enjoy the fullness of the fruit that is there. So I was talking to this person. So I, so here, let me give, uh, let me give three tips for successful fasting. You want, you want three tips for successful? First of all, fasting is not easy, but it's not extremely complicated. If you want to fast well, just stop eating. (laughs) 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 Got you with that one. No, (laughs) (laughs) just don't put it in your mouth. You want to fast good? What what are you dumb? What are you dumb? <laughs> what are you stupid? Just don't eat anything. <laughs> no, Keep I'm not. It simple, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not recommending not eating. <laughs> well, not necessarily. Anyway, do it with you. You know, always in consultation with doctor. Everyone's health needs are exactly, different. But, yeah. but no. But <laughs> in some way, <laughs> the first step I think truly is have a reason. Yeah. Like have a reason. There's no, I mean, who are, who are, what are you fasting for? Yeah. What are you fasting for? Um, and there's lots of different reasons you might have. And the more outs, I'll say it this way, this, this is just from personal experience, the more outside of your own kind of goals and needs um, it is, the more, for me anyway, the more probable or possible it is to be effective. Yeah. So if someone's like, oh, I'm fasting, you know, for a good health reasons to lose weight or to feel better, to, you know, do, you know, kind of my body in shape, or I'm fasting so that even for my own sense of kind of getting some, uh, some of my uh, kind of gluttony or lusts or other mm-hmm. sins uh, kind of in order, at least to kind of give myself a chance there, that, that's, uh, amen, <laughs> that's yeah. exactly what we need mm-hmm. to do. But I always find it even more powerful to know, okay, as pastor, there's, this this person who's really struggling or there's this aspect of um, community life or parish life that really needs God's blessing in a way that I, it's out of my control. There's nothing I can do. And if I'm fasting for that, something that feels out of my control and in a sense is asking 
me to be responsible for the care of that situation or person or soul, uh, that motivates me in a way that that maybe I might not be (laughs) motivated just for myself. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Does that make sense? And then the headache or the crankiness that we feel, it's it's all part of the a part of this prayer. Yeah, if it's part of this sacrifice or however. Yeah, then when the struggle is there, it's not like oh, I need to do this for me. It's like. Yeah, it's for me, but I'll just cheat on this, right? <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah, it's for me, but it's also for this person yeah. or this person who's yeah. in ill Hugh. health. Yeah. Okay, yeah, or someone's in the hospital and they're dying. Or yeah. this is, you know, we go to the hospital. Just the other day was hospital. It's Once again, it never fails to be just powerful when you know you're in the presence of someone and this is their last day that yeah. you're in the Amen last hours that. of that. I mean, these are literally the last moments they're going to spend on earth. Yeah. Like, like this is it <laughs> for good or for ill. This is it. And you're part of that moment and you're praying blessing. And I think is really, you know, having, giving up a cookie or a, a sweet or a candy or chocolate in this yeah. moment, you know, considering that I've just visited someone who's, you know, got, you know, three more hours to live. Yeah. I think I can, I can say, I can do this. <laughs> I can do this and I can do that so that God's blessing might be more powerfully present yeah. to them. Yeah. Now you've got, now you got my attention. You right. Know? Amen you to know? that. Oh, what, amen to that. What, 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 what kind of gets my curiosity, what might be helpful for me, grabs my attention when it's. <laughs> when, amen when, to that. When, so, yeah. so that's the first three. So the first number one, I think as it's number one bright line, you want to be successful in passing, have a reason. Yeah. Have a reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the second thing I think is you, you have to be specific about what you're actually doing. I, I never find like, ah, maybe I'll do that. Eh, maybe I'll do that. Like the kind of yeah. like, it's at the end, you end up doing nothing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or you, you're so scattered in your thing. You're like, you're going to do 9 million things. Yeah. I, once again, the practical tip I would say is pick one or at most two things, make them bright light and go for it. Yeah. And here's where I, I think don't cap it either way. I mean, in some ways, um, if you think of think of the the one thing that you think I could never give up, what would that be? And then say, okay, I'm not giving that up. What's number two? And then when you get down to number ten, now we're talking. <laughs> <laughs> so that's when you start saying, I'm going to pass from Brussels sprouts for the next forty six days. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> no, you got you got to be intentional. On whether I guess my voice, whether you go big. Or, you, or you, you're a little more on the kind of the, the waiting pool where you're just kind of like you're starting yeah. off and this, this seems manageable. Just be specific. Be be yeah. intentional about yeah. it. That, I think yeah. that for me, that's the second thing is yeah. have a reason. Number two, pick something concrete. And uh-huh. um, whether it seems big or small, just go for, either yeah. way, go, go wholeheartedly into yeah. it. And if it seems too much, it's like. Okay, well, it's it's this is this is too much. Let me let me. Well, what would be the next kind yeah. of thing? It's it's okay. reevaluate. It's okay. Yeah. Reevaluate. Come back to it. Um, and always making sure that I often give this example that your penance is and also everyone else's penance. Amen to that. <laughs> you know, if you need caffeine in the morning, go for it. We don't want you mean as a snake as yes. as we've experienced from time to yes. time. And people yeah. decide that they're going to give up their morning cup of Joe, and it's but, not great for all the yeah. rest of us. When you doesn't have, mean that the rest of the community has to give up their cup of joy either. Yeah, there you go. So. <laughs> They're diminishing the cup of joy when they don't have their cup yeah. of joe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. No, that's Here, take this. That's right. I mean, you <laughs> trademark that line. <laughs> you cannot give up your cup of joe if it diminishes the community's cup of joy. joy. <laughs> or in other words, 
drink some coffee and take off your cranky pants. <laughs> Amen to that. <laughs> yeah, no, so there's that. Um, and then, let's see, was I, I don't even know if I had uh, three. Well, well, so third most important thing. Is he making this up? <laughs> <laughs> well, no, just, threes are nice. Um, <laughs> no, the thing is, let's be honest, sometimes, and the one, whether you ascribe to the Father Isaiah, it's 40 days with no respite, mm-hmm. or you're kind of on the more reasonable Father Michael approach <laughs> of Sundays. Ah, <laughs> Sundays being a little cessation of that. Maybe not all the way, but a little cessation. What, whatever you ascribe to. Okay. <laughs> whatever you ascribe to. We'll just put it that way. <laughs> um, <laughs> if, you, if you find yourself failing or falling or backsliding or stumbling, yeah. don't let go of the rope. Yeah. Like, just get right back. Just reset, reboot. Yeah. It's never mm-hmm. too late to start. Yeah. The whole point is whatever we're doing, hopefully, God willing, will be something that we don't like simply let go of, but continue to yeah. do. Right, exactly, beyond yeah. Lent, mm-hmm. right? Or we, yeah. we kind of do. I, for me, I, I always, I always talk about drinking beverages, right? right. I remember the mm-hmm. the year I gave up, uh, you know, drinking uh, soda, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then I went back to, it and I was like, oh, this is, I don't really like this anymore. Yeah. <laughs> or at least it's right. not, it's yeah. not giving me the same joy it did give me. And so that was just like, oh, good, I, I don't, I can kind of, I, I kind of don't need this after all. Exactly, and yeah. I can, it kind of extended beyond Lent in that way. Yeah. Um, so hopefully, something that we're doing, especially if it's giving up something that's a form of selfishness or bad behavior, yeah, we find ourselves kind of being able to relinquish even past Lent. So in other words. Don't give up because even if you stumble and get up, stumble and get up, even that exercise of getting up and not yeah. letting go of the rope could be, you know, even if it's right up until, you know, Good Friday, yeah. Easter, Sunday, you're still kind yeah. of struggling with it. it. The chances are you continue to keep the struggle, continue yeah. not give up on it going forward as well. It is harder to get up. So get up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, so yeah. So what are the three things? Have a reason. Be specific, Be specific. <laughs> and, and finally, and, 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 and keep going. Yeah. Don't, don't give up. Yeah. Yeah. So there you go. Three, the three, <laughs> the three <laughs> ways of how to fast. Good. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. No, when I, when I asked people about fasting at the church, I said, I said, raise your hand if you think the church still says you have to abstain on Friday and like no one raised their hand. Yeah. And I'm like, guess what? You're all wrong. <laughs> yeah. If you're not exactly. raising your hand, exactly. the church absolutely says we are called to abstain Every Friday, we yeah. must. That's one of the precepts of the church. Right now, if you're not doing it, I'm not saying you're like in serious sin. You might not even be aware of it. If you're listening to this and now aware of it, okay. Now, sorry, sorry. <laughs> kind of not. Sorry, but. if you saw if you saw the YouTube on the mass and you know, like I said, sorry. <laughs> you now you yeah. know. Now you're now you're responsible for it. But yeah. but the point is that we're not necessarily called to it. So the the change wasn't a, a removal of abstinence. Every Friday, it was the particularities of the absence, right? right? Yeah. The abstinence. Yeah, the the whole presupposition was like we're abstaining from meat. That's now, right. That as such was taken away as such, but in order to expand it, yeah. So that yeah, exactly. So you're called to abstain. The default is abstain from meat, but you don't have to necessarily abstain from meat if there's something else yeah. even more spiritually beneficial or fasting exactly. beneficial yeah. or for whatever reason you don't choose that but you have to do something unfortunately when the church when they said oh we don't have to do meat it meant that everyone thinks oh you don't have to do anything right right yeah <laughs> no, it didn't no, get didn't get it got lost in translation yeah, yeah, god got, got lost in translation in there so so yeah. spiritual life advice i hope that uh helps helps us with our fasting helps us with that aspect of really the i mean there's nothing like um, what the power of prayer or the power of right. giving of ourselves when we're fasting. It right. really, it really works. It really yeah, does. It, it really just, does. it's just so hard to do. 
But um, all you have to do is just stop eating. <laughs> Unless you're sleeping. <laughs> oh, so thank you for joining us on another episode of St. Dominic's Weekly. If you want to help us out, you know what to do. Uh, do uh, Send out ratings, share, subscribe, and tell others to do the same. And may all, as we continue in this Lenten journey, all that we do truly radiate the joy of the gospel here in the heart of the city. Amen? Amen. <laughs>